0: We're in this series called Squad Goals. Hashtag squad goals. Man, I love squad goals. I'm all about a squad. I am so much about a squad. We've we've heard so much. Like our pastor Wes told us all like we all need a squad. Like you weren't built to not be in a squad. We all need a squad. You need a squad around you. Last week was phenomenal. We had a couple guys in our church bring a great message. I mean, they talked about how we need the Bible, and when you're in a squad, they're going to give you the Bible. We talked about how you can know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference in a squad. And then I love this phrase. He's like, turn a me into a we. One of, our, one of our preachers up here, one of our guys, Chase, is like, hey, we need to turn a me into a we. Some of us want to be individuals, but you're better in a squad when you turn me into a we. So we've been going through a message called Squad Goals because we believe you were made to be in a squad. I'm gonna get into scripture right away. I'm gonna give it to you right away. It's 2 Timothy 4, 9 through 18. Why you're looking that up? That's 2 Timothy 4, 9 through 18. Why you're looking that up, I just thought you should know some of my favorite squads. So I wanted to show you some of my favorite squads growing up. Do we have some of those pictures? I just want to show them one of my favorite squads. Like if you don't know who they are, you are just too young. You didn't get good music growing up. You didn't get good music. If you're a parent, this is what your kids need to be listening to. They could throw out everything else. This is what they need to be listening to. A little boys and men. Maybe when they're older, not right now. Some of their songs, okay, let's just say like End of the Road and stuff like that. Let's say to Mama, End of the Road. We're going to stay with those songs for right now. When they're older and they're married, we'll, we'll, we'll address the other songs. Um, there's another squad I got here. Yes. This is the only Ninja Turtles movies in my mind. Um, the other ones don't exist. Any of the cartoons, anything like that. Again, if you did not see this movie help you. This is the real Ninja Turtles movie, okay? And some of you kids are like, that looks terrible. That's what we had growing up. That's all we had. That's special effects, believe it or not, kind of. Um, I got another squad here. What is this? Oh, yes. If you don't know this squad, this is the squad, the squad of all squads. Um, not to just be that person, but they, they did beat Jordan in the Bulls. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if they would have stuck together... Championship rings would have been all over Orlando. That's all I'm saying. Um, Penny Shaq, that's Nick Anderson. We're still praying for him after the fourth missed free throws. And Horace Grant with the goggles. That is so awesome. I wanted goggles growing up just to look like Horse Grant. I wanted to be Penny Hardaway growing up. And then um, my mom and dad told me that, hey, listen, just, <laughs> basketball is just not going to be in the cards for you. Okay? So um, anyways, I just wanted to show you a couple squads. Did you find 2 Timothy 4, 9 through 18? I'm going to read the passage really quickly. I promise I'm going to give you more context. This is a different passage than you've probably ever heard in church. And you've probably, if you've ever read this passage, you've probably read through the passage really quickly. And it didn't mean much to you. But I'm going to break it down. Hopefully we get some points out of it and we leave here better for it. 2 Timothy 4, 9 through 18. It says, Timothy, please come to me as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Cretans has gone to Galatia, and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, be sure to bring the coat that I left at Carpus at Throas. Also bring my books, and especially my papers. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. The first time I brought before but The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me for this certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil act. And he will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever, ever. Amen. This is an interesting passage, and it's interesting... That Diana sang a song that I'm gonna see a victory. Because this is the writer Paul, and he's writing to his protege, Timothy. And right now, he's at the end of his life and he's in prison. And he doesn't feel like he has much longer to live. And he's writing a letter trying to group people together. The last thing on his mind is I need a squad. I can't do this without a squad. And what I see in this passage right away, and this could be the title, whatever you want to call it, and this is what Paul demonstrates, is you're the GM of your squad. And if you don't know what a GM is, a GM in basketball, because I'm a basketball fan— The GM is the person responsible for getting all the players together. I'm going to tell you what, some of the GMs for the Orlando Magic, they would hear some not-so-nice words from me for some of the decisions they've made to get the squad together. If I would see them out in public, your pastor would have to repent for the things he said to them because the squad they put together was not good enough to be in the NBA sometimes. But you are responsible for your squad. You're the GM. That's my title today. I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to get back in this. But you are the GM of your squad. God, we thank you so much that you brought us here together. I just thank you for just the time that we get to sing to you and come to you with our problems and our burdens. And we just kind of we're laying them at you. And we're like, God, I don't know how to deal with this right now, but I kind of need you. God, maybe I don't have the right people around me, but can you help me with that? Can you help me with that? Because I need that. I do need the right people around me because I just haven't been seeing the victories and maybe it's directly related to the people I have around me. God, can you help us with that today? Can you help us in this passage see you more clearly? Because we really believe if we see Jesus, we'll never be the same. If we get a squad around us, we're going to never be the same and we're going to see some victories in our life. And people are going to look at that and say, how did that happen? It's like, you need Jesus and you need a squad. God, we pray for the squad of the Orlando Magic, that you would make them a high playoff team and we would see a championship in the next decade in this city, your city, the best city on earth. And all God's people said, amen, amen. I just pray for the Magic every time because they need, they need it. <laughs> they, they need it. So, if you're like, man, Wes is not teaching this morning. Yes, I am the student pastor here. My name is Joel. And I get to hang out with students all the time. In fact, I've been doing student ministry for a very long time. I've been doing student ministry for about 10 years now. I'm 30 years old. You'd be like, man, how how did anyone let him hang out with students when he was 20? I don't know either, but they let it happen and it's been happening since. One of the things I love about student ministry is we always go to camps. I remember when I became the middle school pastor for um, another church, and they're like, Joel, we're going to go to this camp. It's a mid-year conference. We're going to do it. We called it Unique because we wanted everyone to know that all all the students were made uniquely by God. So we're going to this camp. And we're not talking about hotels. Now, when you go to Hope students, you're like, man, I'm not going to camp with Joel. They stay in hotels and suites. I'm talking about they were staying in bunks with no air conditioning. So we're taking our kids to the old school camps, bunks with no air conditioning. I'll never forget one of the camps we went to, Unique, we're, we're there. We're like, hey, everyone get set up in their bunks. You have 30 minutes. Then you got to meet back in the dining hall. We're having dinner. I get in my bunk. I have all my middle schoolers in it. I'm looking at the bunk next to me. It's high schoolers. I'm looking at him and I'm talking to the leader over there. I'm like, perfect. Things are going good. He's getting set up. We're outside of our rooms. What could go wrong? Well, a whole bunch of high schoolers in a room, something could go wrong. All we hear, and it took about five minutes for this to happen, mind you, in the room, five minutes, is a big crash and the back door of the cabin is now off the hinges. I walk into the room, I run over to this person's room, and the high school leader runs into my room, and we're like, hey, what the heck? You know those times when you're like, you have no words to say, parents come with me, you're just like, why, what happened here? It was also the coldest weekend of the year, and he had broke the hinges off the door, I look at the students and I'm like, what happened? They all point at one student, him. For the sake of the story, I'm not going to share his name, but they're all like this guy. So I'm like, yo, bro, explain. Like, do I need to say anything? Like, how could this possibly happen? He's like, it wasn't me. It's was like, well, everyone's pointing at you, bro. Everyone's pointing at you. And I was like, just tell me what happened or Are you going home. Well, it wasn't me. Well, it had to be you. I him one more time, he's like, oh, bro, well, I just wanted to see how much force it could take for a door to come off its hinges. <laughs> and I'm like, how much force? He's like, yeah, so I tried the first time, and I ran full speed at the door, and the first time it didn't come off. But now I know that two times, um, if you run at a door full speed, you could break it off its hinges. I was infuriated. I, I looked at him, and I'm, I'm like... Mm, like, and I'm like, you signed a waiver, but I'm like, man, like, and I'm just like holding everything in. And I'm like, mm. And, but then I thought for a second, I looked at the room and like, not one of you thought after he ran full speed out the door the first time and hit it and didn't break it down. Not one of you thought that he's like, hey, this is a bad idea, bro. This is a really bad idea. You probably shouldn't do a second time. You probably shouldn't do that. And so I looked at all of them and I told them this. And I said, hey, listen, here's your punishment, all of you guys, this weekend. We're just going to prop that door open and it's the coldest weekend of the year. And you're just going to have to deal with it. And if it's cold, it's cold. You're going to deal with it because ain't none of you stopped that door from getting broke down. What I see in this passage is some of us have squads around us that here's what you need. I'm sorry. You need a squad that stops you from breaking down the doors in a life that God doesn't want open. Some of you guys have squads around you that you're like, oh, this happened in my life. This is, oh, it's to make me happy. Oh, this is going to make me so happy. This is awesome. Like if I just get into this relationship, if I find that right person, it's going to make me so happy. And you keep busting on doors and finally, eventually it's going to break down. And you're like, oh, it's from God. It wasn't from God. It was because you didn't have people in your squad that said stop banging down that door because eventually it will open and you're not going to get love. You're going to get lust. And that's not the same thing. But some of us don't have those squads that say, hey, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. In fact, well, I'm done with this. I'm gonna quit on this relationship. I'm gonna quit on this relationship, even though God ordained it. And you don't have a squad around you to be like, no, 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 stop. Don't bust down that door. Because you don't want to deal with what happens next. And we see this with Paul. He, he must have known the scriptures very well. Paul was raised in the scriptures, and this is what he knows. In Proverbs 13:20, it says, Walk with the wise and become wise associate with fools and get into trouble they all got in trouble because not one of them decided to stop them not one of them decided to be wise and said hey listen this is not a good idea Paul's assembling a squad and some of those people had to go in the squad because they weren't cut they didn't make the cut because they couldn't say stop the first person he addresses is like, Demas left because he loved the things of this world. And Paul was okay with it because he knew he's not going to give me good advice anyways. He's going to give me the advice, do what makes you happy advice. Because you, isn't it just about being happy all the time? He's like, that's not the advice that I need around me. In fact, some of the people I need around me, I need harsh advice. Be like, that's not cool. That's not okay. Don't bust down that down that door do you have a squad around you that stops you from breaking down the doors that shouldn't be open Paul had one Paul had one see here's the thing about squads like we all need one right but you need to reevaluate your squad today you're the GM I want you to reevaluate your squad and some of us we wait until life's moments hit us to get a squad As a pastor, I know this all too well. I reach out to a student, reach out to a student, reach out to a student. Hey, you ever want to grab coffee? You got my number. You got my number. You can reach out, reach out. And it's not until life hits them the hardest that they're like, hey, yo, bro, we need to meet. I'm like, oh, the last year you didn't have time. But now you got some time, right? Your schedule freed up all of a sudden from a busy high schooler schedule. It's so busy. They have so much on their schedule. Here's what I do know about a squad. You need to get in a squad before you need a squad. And Paul knew that as well. That's why he's assembling his squad right away. I just think in my mind, I go to Anchorman, it's like, news team, assemble. Like, he's like, hey, listen, I'm in prison right now, and things are going, it's, I'm, it's getting rough for me. Right now, I'm getting a little depressed. I'm forgetting about the mission. The moment of my life right now is taking over. And so what does he do? He doesn't wait around and throw a pity party for himself, or he doesn't wait until he does get depressed and checks himself out of the mission that God has for him, he assembles the squad right away. The very first words he says is, Timothy, come to me quickly. Get in a squad now before you need a squad. Because he remembers what that was like. At the end of the passage, Paul talks about, hey, listen, I stood alone the very first time because I waited He remembers what it was like to stand alone. And some of us have fought some battles in our life alone, and we blame pastors for not being there, but it was really us because we waited to get in a squad when we had the opportunity to. You have people in this church that want to be in your squad, but we didn't get in the squad, we didn't jump in, and now life's hitting us hard, and now we'll just take any squad that's available we like, anyone who gives me any advice, that's my squad now. And we realize when we look at our friends, we're like, how did I get here? Squads don't happen by accident. You waited so you didn't have a choice anymore. And some of us has done, have done that, but Paul, he didn't want to do that. And see, what I love about a squad, a really good squad, and I believe we have the squads here at Hope Church, you don't need to wait. Because we got so many community groups on almost every night of the week that you could plug into. It's not even funny. We got couples groups. We got singles groups. We got trying to not be single groups. Like, I don't know, like, like you could, like, if you're like, hey, uh, that's me. Okay, like, get in the squad. Maybe you might find someone. If you get the right people around you, maybe you might find someone. I don't know, Wes, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to promote community groups. If it helps them, if it helps you find someone, hey, well about community groups. We got all types of community groups on every single day of the week. There's no reason why you should wait to get in a squad. No reason. Because you need some people in your life, a squad around you, that you can keep it real with. You need a squad that you can keep it real with. I usually say keep it 100, but they told me that was a little bit too student. But you need a squad you can keep it real with. You need a squad where you can sit around and be like, my life's not going so great. Like, I'm thinking about doing some things. Like, I need some help. You need a squad that you could say that to. You need a squad that you could be like, hey, my marriage isn't going so hot right now. I need some help, I need some prayer, and I need it now. But if you don't have a squad around you, you can't be real with anyone. So you're just going to kind of guess or you're going to pick anyone's advice. But if you have a squad that you could be real with and get down in the trenches with and be like, hey, we're going to do life together. Be like, hey, your marriage isn't going so hot right now. At one point, my marriage wasn't going so hot. I'm going to walk through you with this. Like we're going to get through this together. When you have a squad you can be real with. See what I love about this passage as well is Paul is the leader of the squad. But yet he's the one asking for help. See, he wasn't above anyone else. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, Timothy, even though he's my protege, I need him. I need him right now because I'm struggling." I can't do this right now. I'm thinking about giving up. It's not looking so great. Paul's getting older. He's in prison, writing these letters, trying to even see if his work is actually being accomplished. I mean, it's depressing, it's dark. And he's like, Man, can I just be real with you right now, Timothy? I need you. I need you now. And he was okay being vulnerable in front of his squad. So much so he even asked them to bring him a coat. That he's like, hey, listen, like, I need some, like, I have some other needs too. Like, he's like, man, Paul, you don't have everything. I thought Paul wrote most of the New Testament. Like, how does he need help? We all need a squad. But you need a squad you can really keep it real with. You need to run with a group that you could just bring your problems and be like, hey, listen, I need help. And that squad, they keep it real with you. It's like, hey, I'm not perfect either. You're not perfect. And we're going to squad up and we're going to try to see if we can get through this together. We all got some needs. We need a squad we can keep it real with. And this one is the most important by far, I think. And this is my last point. And I promise you, this isn't like a pastor, like I'm closing and it's 30 more minutes. I promise you that. I think if you miss this this is the most important reason you need to have a squad, is you need a squad that will cultivate the calling God has for your life, not compromise it. See, some of you guys have a squad around you that are actually compromising the calling God has for your life. Because they're speaking things in your life that sound good, but they're not God. They're speaking things in your life to be like, oh, well, do you really want to do that? Like, are you actually going to... You're going to serve a church like you're going to do that like oh okay oh but what about your family you need time with your family and i believe that you do need time with your family but god has a calling for your life and he wants to cultivate that why don't you bring your family to serve and serve alongside them and say hey why don't we cultivate the calling god has for all of our lives as a family we're going to dig in but you need a squad around you that gets that out of you because sometimes you don't even see it yourself and paul was speaking to timothy's life whether whether he knew it or not him asking him for help actually was cultivating the calling god had for timothy's life because he was going to take over and he was like timothy you're the next guy and he was getting timothy ready so he was cultivating that calling he's like you you have a purpose timothy He's like, Mark, I need him. He's helpful to my ministry. He's going to get me where I'm going. Timothy, I need you too because I'm going to help you get where you're going. Do you have some people in your life that are cultivating the calling? Or when you look at your squad, it seems more compromised. See, we get, you guys are gifted, man. When I look around this church, I see so many gifted people. And they're using their giftings for things that don't really make a difference. And I know that's harsh, but I could say it because I'm the student pastor and Wes is going to be back next week. So if, you, if you're like, man, I got a problem with that, what Joel said, send it to West at hopechurch at hopewintergarden.com and he'll answer that email. He would love to answer that email for you. But some of you guys are made for so much more. But the reason why you settle for second best is you don't have the squad to be able to get it out. You don't have the squad to get it out or you don't know how to get out. But God has a calling for your life and really, What if you're like, Pastor Joel, not my life. You don't know my life because I've done some things. Perfect. Awesome. Paul killed Christians. And now he's cultivating a squad that changed the world. And he's assembling them together and like, hey, we could do this together. One of the last things he says is even though he stood alone, he's like, he wasn't moment focused he was mission focused and he was like this moment in my life is happening so that I could preach the gospel he's like there's good news and just because I'm going through a bad moment doesn't mean that God can't use that for his mission there's good news and maybe you're like I don't have that squad it's really easy because the good news Paul was talking about is Jesus came and took on the burdens of your sin to get you in that squad and he's like hey man I'm going to take that part. All you got to do is link up with some people. I'm going to take care of the sin issue. Just link up with some people. And we're going to find. you're going to find freedom. And what's awesome about that is you can start to have a story like Paul. Once you find freedom, then you start getting around people. And then you go on mission. And then you're bringing other people to freedom. No matter what's happening in your life, God has a mission for you. We can cultivate that. That's what we want to do here at Hope Church. Is cultivate the calling God has for your life. But you can't do that with the burden of sin. That's the first thing, is you need freedom from that first. And it's really easy. God wants to do that for you today. Can you guys stand to your feet and close your eyes for me? Some of you guys here today, you've been struggling, you've been holding on to something for way too long. and you didn't even know God had a calling for you because you're holding on to something that you don't need to hold on to anymore. And that's the good news that Paul was talking about at the end of the passage. That all that evil, all that sin that's keeping me away from God, he gets rid of that, he takes care of it for you. And then you could join a squad with a mission, with a purpose that's so much greater than you or so much greater than I. And he wants to do that for you today. And it's really easy, we go over this every week, but there's nothing more powerful than this because this is the most important thing. This is why we meet every week, is God wants a relationship with you today. And it's as easy as A, B, C. It's just as easy as, like Paul said, like, I'm a sinner. I've done wrong. And you just admit that you're a sinner and you've done wrong, we have all have. Join the club, that's what's great about squads. We're not the only one. But saying, listen, I believe that you came, you died on a cross for that wrong. And you rose proving who you were. And I'm going to commit my life to that. It's as easy as ABC. And there's some of you in the room who've never done that before. And there's also some of you who's like, listen, I want to give up. I've been trying to give up on stuff. I've been listening to the wrong people. I've been listening to the wrong voices. I've let them be in my squad. They got to go. I need a new squad. I need to get that. I don't know if that's you today, if you're in one of those groups, if you've never given your life to Jesus, or you're like, I got the wrong people around me. But today that could change. Today that could change. You could walk out of here with a different mindset. If you're in that first group, you're like, man, this is the first time I've ever given my life to Jesus. I just asked to do something and it's really simple. At the end of here, you're just gonna text a number and it says like, Freedom, you just text that number and they're gonna link you up. They're gonna get you a Bible. They're gonna get you in a community group. They're gonna get a squad around you that can help you, that can cultivate the calling God has for your life. But some of you have been coming to this church for a long time and have never been in a community group because you think Sunday's is the squad. Sunday's is the big squad meeting the squads are during the week. If you're waiting till Sunday to be in a squad, you're waiting too long. You need to get in a squad today. Sign up for a community group. It's gonna, you're going to be better for it. You're going to leave here better for it. You're gonna be, your marriage is going to be better for it. Your family will be better for it.